And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the start of something new. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about our new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on our website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so today we're talking about the start of something new. This is a topic that a lot of people have trouble with. I, I know that when I was in business school, there was a lot of assignments that said, come up with a new product, a new idea, and write a marketing plan, write a business plan, you know, write a logistics operations plan, you know, whatever the thing was, right? It was, <clears throat> excuse me, all about the idea that we were going to start something new and had to come up with a new product. Now, this is something I've been doing since high school. I, I love coming up with new products. I've got a whole bunch of journals just filled with ideas and notes on different products ranging from a variety of things, um, including obviously my leather journals, but a lot of other things, things about energy and uh, sustainable uh, transportation options and things along those lines, things I had just little snippets of ideas before. So for me, I never really understood the challenge of this until I started working with the CU Launch program at Concordia. So the CU Launch competition got started when I was working for Dr. Sem as his graduate assistant. Actually, it got started the year before that. I want to clarify. And it was the first idea that uh, we'd kind of launched in the entrepreneurship kind of way at Concordia. And it was all about this competition where people would come up with socially responsible business plans and then would pitch them in front of a panel of judges. And the judges would select the best from amongst those ideas and they would be awarded a grand prize of $5,000 to go start their idea. Now, for those of you who've listened to my podcast on failure, you'll realize that I did win the competition, but at the same time, that money didn't exactly go where it should have gone. So go listen to that podcast if you want to hear more about that. But what ended up happening, I think, with that idea was it, it launched in Concordia's history a little more of the push towards innovation and entrepreneurship which at the time was, you know, the hot button topic. It is still to this day, it's a very hot topic. But at the time, particularly, this was a couple of years ago, it was like the thing to do. You know, universities were trying to get into the innovative space. And Concordia had just uh, bought space in or built space in the Innovation Center downtown in Milwaukee. So there was a lot of really cool things that were coming down the road um, that I was able to kind of help shape and be part of, which was just an honor at the time. And I really enjoyed it. But I think what really got to be a hard, I mean, a discussion that Dr. Sem and I had a couple of times was this idea that how do, how do we get students to start new ideas? You know, how do we get them engaged in new projects? And I think there's a, a twofold problem to, to innovation and entrepreneurship in that regard. And one of it is, A, not, everyone, not everybody is good at coming up with new ideas. I think that is a, a real skill but I think that's a skill that's um, a way of looking at the world. I think it's a perspective that's developed over time and practice. And I think it actually comes from a, a deep-rooted belief that the best is yet to come. I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there are by nature pretty, they're, they're pretty optimistic, because otherwise it'd be very difficult to start a business if you thought the world was going to be ending. But I think they're optimistic by nature. But at the same time, I think that they're cautiously optimistic, which is necessary. I think that when you look at really good ideas that develop out of um, the sense that the best is yet to come, I think what it, it, it is, is it's a, it's a pervasive understanding that what we have now could be improved upon. 
And that's kind of the first step is, is this acknowledgement that there's improvement to be made. And I think the second step of innovation is really developing the product around it. And I think that is really the heart goes back to the heart of the problem. For me, the start of the Meridian number one was very simple. I needed a journal that was going to last me for a long time and was going to be able to deal with all of the variety of papers and things that I had to deal with and was going to be something where I could take the pages out because I didn't like some things I wrote and I wanted to get rid of them. And sometimes that, that, that need to get rid of things would also need to be a necessary part of keeping them protected. I needed to have them so that they would be able to be really, really well protected and not be torn out of the rings in the three ring binders. And that's what started me making my journals, right? There was a need and I solved the problem. And then I eventually figured out a way to um, give that product or, or purvey that product into the, the larger market, which was an important step as well. But I think where new ideas come from, I think it starts with an understanding that the best is yet to come. And then it eventually transitioned to is, okay, what is the problem that I want to be solved? What's the thing I don't like? For example, the car remote to open up and unlock your doors, that was an innovation. And I'm sure that that guy was sitting there thinking, you know what? I hate having to like put my keys in the key. It's get, it's cold. And, you know, if, if we're in the if you're in the winter in the north, you get your keys stuck in your lock. You know, they break. It's not quite as secure sometimes. And so he said, you know what? We can solve this. We've got the technology. And he did. He wrote something to create the the program to do that. So I think that when we look at solving and innovating, it's all about solving a problem. When you are looking at starting your new idea, I think that the develop part that I just described is very important, but I think the most important part is the deploy part, right? It's taking that a good idea from the, you know, I have a great idea to I've done it. There's been several times in my history where an idea that I, I re researched and worked on, um, I abandoned. And then a year or two later, someone else came out with a full scale innovation version of it and you could buy it. Um, one of those ideas that I'm still working on actually developing that I know that there's some research out there and there's some pretty large companies that are starting to do this now uh, was a, a floor that harvested the energy of the people walking across it. I'd written out several different blueprints on how it could have been done. And um, I know that right now there's two companies down south that are actually doing it. So at, the, at some level, the fact that I had the idea is somewhat meaningless. It's about the execution that matters. That's what really... Um, matters in this world. And I think when we look at how do we start a new idea, develop the strategy, solve the problem, answer the question, and then deploy it, do it. And when you answer that question of how to solve the problem, you got to think of a lot of different things. You got to say, okay, how much is it going to cost me to make the product? Who is going to make the product? Is it going to be me or somebody else? How am I going to get it delivered? How am I going to get it shipped? How is it going to be packaged? How is it going to be, uh, are there any regulatory things to be noted? Are there other issues with that? I mean, there's a lot of these aspects, but a lot of these things I think are checklist type things. You create a list of all of the, the concerns and the questions, and then you just answer them. One of the things I'd like to do someday with my books is I'd love to have um, the entrepreneur startup kit. And it would just be a binder and it would be filled with 500 to 1,000 questions. And the whole point of the questions would be not necessarily to give answers, but it would be to start thinking about things. You know, it'd be like, have you thought about um, your t local taxes? Have you thought about, um, you know, and it's going to be questions that, that are designed to engage people in the idea of, oh, I need to think about this. I should have answers to these questions. 
I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good way for most people to start. And frankly, that's where having a sounding board, like I talked about in my Spencer episode, having someone who can listen and bounce the ideas back at you and can be positive and upbeat and believe in you, but at the same time can perhaps provide an insight into other questions you may not have thought about, that may help in the innovation process and getting that all sorted out. So when you're starting new ideas, develop the plan, believe it, it can be better, execute the plan, deliver, and always continuously work on improving your product and your process. All right, so for today's use, I'm going to go to a, a good old classic. Today's use is for menus. I, I worked at a country club for a long time as a server. That's actually kind of how the company got started a little bit as well. There's a whole story in line there, and I'll talk about that later. But I, I worked as a country club uh, server, and I got to be honest, having good quality menus can really make a difference when you're dealing with uh, people walking into your restaurant and not really sure kind of whether it's a, you know, or what type of food you've got. At some level, all of these little tactile things are so important in helping your, um, your people, your clients, your customers know that what they're getting there is a quality experience and a quality product. So I would say that if you're looking for menus, these are a great way to do it. We do offer personalization. We have awesome opportunities to do um, some bulk discounts if you're looking for that. Um, so if you're looking for a good menu or a wine menu, something to class up your your establishment a little bit, these are a great way to do that. And um, they are easily to, it's easy to change out the menu when the menu changes. So that always helps. Um, day in a life segment. Today I have, today is the day that the due, it's the taxes are due, at least a portion of them. Um, with the new updates to the tax law, there's ongoing kind of, uh, you have to, you as a small business owner, as self-employed, um, you have to pay your taxes I think it's monthly and maybe quarterly, um, but you basically have to continuously pay what you should owe the federal government at the end of the year rather than paying it all at the end of the year like most people do. Um, so that's where the, today is the day that um, this recent one is the penalty date. So I've got to get all of my stuff all sorted out and figured out so that I can pay it all correctly by the end of uh, probably business today if I had to guess. So I got to go figure that out and get that all sorted out. I'm close though. I'm close. Sometimes you got to do things on and just at the very end of the wire. But anyway, all right. Thanks, folks, for tuning in so much. I appreciate that. Please uh, check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to get our latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. Or you can contact us via email and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all of the usuals. And I'll do my best to be available whenever um, you have any questions for me. I do love talking to all of you. I do appreciate your patience though. If I don't get back to you right away, there's just a lot to, lot to get through these days. Um, that being said, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear about, send them my way. I'm always happy to uh, engage with our growing community and I want to give you guys what you're looking for. So if you're looking for multiple binders or for gifts, giveaways, menus, any, really any reason, ask for our bulk discount. We do have that available and we are happy to help you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Goodbye.